0: Hello and welcome to another jam-packed episode of We Love Books, the show where we absolutely love kids' books and we know you do too. On today's show, our featured author is Wafa Tarnowska and she's from Lebanon. She was a former refugee during the war and she chats to us about her fascinating life, her strong spirit and her latest book, Amazing Women of the Middle East. And these women really are amazing just like Wafa herself. First though, it's over to you guys. I wanted to know, do you have a favorite character from a book?
1: I do. It is from Harry Potter. It is Harry because he's good at uh, Quidditch and he gets into trouble. (laughs) 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 And I really like George and, his twin brother, they were, they were funny. It's mostly in like a different book that I've read called The Bowls*. My favorite character is the mom because she's very funny. And I, I tend to go to like liking the funny ones.
2: I like a character called Xanathus in some of the Chris Culper books because well, in the first series that Chris Colfer wrote, you don't see a lot of him and it's when he's an adult, but then he wrote another series and then that's got more to Xanthropus' background and um, that's kind of the, more of the reason why I like him. He's a fairy who specializes in fire. There's this teleporter called Fletcher Wren.
1: He's from the School Pleasant Books really good. He's probably my favourite. He's the last teleporter left, because all the others were murdered. I very much like Hiccup who Haddock the Third. He's the main character of How to Train Your Dragon. And I kind of like how he's persistent and he doesn't really stop at anything. And even though he's defeated, he still goes on. He's also a bit funny and he's quite adventurous. Well, I have two favorite characters from my favorite book. And those two characters are Fliss Widdershins from A Pinch of Magic. And another character from A Pinch of Magic was um, Colton, a prisoner. Well, Colton was just really funny. And then Fliss was kind of like always arguing with her two sisters. And that, that was just really entertaining. My
2: favorite character from that book is Dogman himself and the little kitty cat because they're funny and also um they don't know what to do sometimes but the kitty cat helps dogman and dogman isn't that good at jobs as a police dog so but then in the end he turns into dogman and saves the day with the kitty cat
1: i wouldn't say i've got a favorite one but there is one from the Gone series called Adelio. I think that's how I pronounce his name. And he's just kind of all-around cool. Well, in the Gone series, most of the people, uh, the main characters, have, like, mutant powers. But he does not, and yet he still manages to fight, like, all of them and come out on top.
0: Now on We Love Books, it's time for We Love Reviews. Up for review by a panel of critics today is Treps and his Nighttime Adventures written by Elaine O'Donnell. We've got William, aged 10 up first, followed by Kean, also 10, and his brother, Aina, aged eight. A formidable crew. Let's see what they thought.
1: The book is called Trips and his Nighttime Adventures. The author is Elaine O'Donnell, who is a primary school teacher in Dublin. This book is about a boy called Trips who has a secret where every night he is able to use magic to go on an adventure. He goes to a different world every night to learn something new. The main character is the boy Treps but he meets other characters on his adventure. I won't say who they are as I don't want to give away the plot. There is one villain when Treps comes upon a wolf. This wolf causes some unease and fear. I think the book is very interesting because I learned some facts about what trips turned into. I really enjoyed the rhyming and the sense of magic and adventure. I really liked at the end how trips was able to return back into a boy. It was like a special code. This book would be good for boys and girls from 3 to 7 years or older children, 10, 11, 12, by reading them for reading themselves. We're just after reading Shreps and his nighttime adventures and we're going to give our review on it. So, I think it was a very unique book, which I love, and I thought the rhyming and the words and the sentences was very cool and kept going on and on, which was quite cool, and I thought the wag of the head, the wag of the ears, and the wag of the tail was very nice. I'm going to pass it over to Anna. That was a very good book. Here are the strong parts about it. So, I like the way there was rhyming, and it was unique. Now, that's the good thing about it. I like that every story has to be unique, and I like the way it involved. Uh, sadie tom and rory into the book it's interesting that you made a little bit of your life and then put it into a book i really like that and then here's the ones that are okay so here's one the book it's long enough for younger kids like yeah it's long enough but for older kids it just needed a little bit longer but it's still okay it's still a good book that's fine
3: give me a mark out of 10 then for the book um so tonight the marks out of 10 from the critics is ain't it first
1: nine out of 10 that's good a solid
0: 10 out of 10 a solid 10 wow
1: (laughs) that was a very good book
0: those are some high scores for trips and his nighttime adventures written by Elaine O'Donnell. Now on We Love Books, it's time for our interview with a featured author. And today I chat to Wafa Tarnowska. She is a diverse thinker passionate speaker and award-winning writer whose mission is to use her voice as a bridge between the east and the west she has a fascinating life story and she has a wonderful new book out called amazing women of the middle east full of jaw-dropping tales of
3: wonder and inspiration i'm wafa i'm from lebanon originally but i'm a citizen of the world i'm a writer translator and storyteller And I love telling stories specifically to children and adolescents and even adults who have the hearts of children. I adore children. And I've got a new book coming up with barefoot books on a refugee story, which I've been wanting to do for ages and finally got it through. It's going to be wonderful. But it's based on a real story and it's based a little bit on me because I was a refugee. You know, I was under the bombs. And, you know, I want children to know that it's not just about, you know, it's wonderful to have wizards and witches and magic, but sometimes our lives when we were little are not magic. They are a bit more tough, but there's always hope, you know, you come out, you survive, you thrive, but not all of us start with everything wonderful and hunky-dory and in that sense i really wanted to do that story and it is going to be published by barefoot books who are my other publishers than piku which is doing the amazing women
0: i would love to talk about your uh, your background because uh, and your website was saying that it's really important for you to be a bridge between the east and the west and i think it can be very difficult sometimes for children to children who maybe are growing up here in ireland and they've never experienced what
3: you experienced Well, you know, I grew up when I was little, it was paradise. Uh, Lebanon, where I grew up, which uh, borders Syria in the north and Israel in the south, for people who don't know where it is. It was a very, very, very beautiful country. It was called the Paris of the Middle East. And people came on holidays. It was a bit like now Greece and Spain for young people. Uh, And so people came all the time for holidays there. We have a whole coast of sand. And I, I grew up, it was ideal. And suddenly... Boom, the war started in 1975 and I had just finished high school and suddenly we couldn't go to university, we couldn't go to school, we couldn't go anywhere, we were under the bombs, people fighting each other for very silly, silly reasons because at the end, after 22 years, they had to sit down at the table and talk peace because war doesn't solve any problem, it's only talking peace. And I, funnily enough, at 18, I realized, oh my God, they are crazy. They are going to fight each other for this, that, and the other. At the time, it was because of religion. I don't believe that you should fight anybody for religion, uh, let alone any other reason. So I decided two things. First of all, I need to leave because they're never going to listen. And second, I was going to be a vegetarian. I'm never going to kill even an ant. And I have been a vegetarian since the age of 19. And I am going to be a peace person. And I'm going to be a bridge between East and West. And at first, I wasn't a writer. I was a journalist. And I tried to tell people how it was like, even at 19, I started being a journalist and translator, how it was like to be under the bombs, not to have fresh food, not to have milk, not to have bread, to be eating disgusting food because you can't get fresh food. If I see anything in a tin, I don't buy it. It just, we had months eating tins and no fresh food. So now I'm the complete opposite. It's all fresh food, it's all from the market. I grow my own veggies. So that taught me also a different way of living. But going back to the war, it was so traumatic. I mean, to know that you are stuck under the bombs, you can't do anything. So- other than prayer, maybe joking. Because a lot of times people, when they are in dire circumstances, they start joking and making it look like it's not too difficult and it's gonna be, be out. And thank God for sense of humor, because that helps hugely. But then what I did was I started reading, 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 reading. I just thought, okay, if the outside world is so threatening and so unfriendly, to people like me, to peaceful people, and to young people like me, I am going to take refuge in a book. Reading can really be a refuge and a hope and uh, expand your horizon so you can be with other people and think of other things while you are actually experiencing horrible things. But it takes you out of your mundane life. And for me, I've always been a reader and I will always be a reader. And and I had to become a writer. I mean, I, I love books. That's a good reason to become a writer. So when did you decide to
0: write your first children's book and what made you want to write for children?
3: It's a lovely question. Basically, uh, you know, okay, so for the first 20 years, I was just a journalist. So, you know, I was writing, but not books. I thought I could change the world by reporting honestly about what was happening in the Middle East. So I thought that's the way I was gonna be the bridge. So after 20 years, I realized, Neve, that they're all the same. They're repeating the same mistakes. They're repeating the same things. Nothing is changing. No, there must be a different way of changing the world. By this time, I had married and I had two little children. And we were living in Cyprus because my husband was a foreign correspondent. I had met him during the war and we traveled all over the world. We were at the time posted in Cyprus and my children, they were five and six, And they were coming back from school and playing role play. I've always had a big box of uh, costumes and things for my children. I I was a very imaginative mother, you know, costumes, crayons, hand paint, uh, putties, everything. I mean, my kids had a good time in their life. In those days, they came back from uh, school and they were playing gods and goddesses of the Grecian world they were saying so Daisy my daughter was saying oh I'm Aphrodite blah 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 and Stefan was saying and I'm Apollo and they had studied all this at school and they were playing and they were putting on the clothes and then they came to me and this said, mom do you have any gods and goddesses in your country so I just thought hmm, I need to see if there's a book on Phoenician myths and legends because these are my ancestors And so I looked and you know, there wasn't for children. And I just said, I have to write it. So I went to university library in Lebanon and I looked in ancient, ancient texts and books and researched and found a publisher in Cyprus, my first publisher. And we published my first book called Dances with the Gods with a little G. Those gods were the Phoenician gods. Now they were also amazing, these people these Phoenicians. I will give you one little tip. Do you know who Princess Europa was, Neve? No, I don't. Well, she was a Phoenician princess. Oh, really? She was, yes, she was the daughter of the king of Tyre, and she was beautiful, and she was playing around outside her palace, and then Zeus, the king of the gods in Greece, who used to transform himself in all sorts of ways, on her and he just said oh she is a beautiful young lady I am going to kidnap her and so he transformed himself into a white bull flew all the way from Greece into Lebanon and landed in the field where she was picking daisies and making garlands and everything and playing with her maidens and then she saw this beautiful bull and she was like enchanted by him and and he kind of he was just sitting there and she came closer and closer And as she was caressing him, he just kidnapped her. And it's a very famous mythological thing. If you go to lots of the National Gallery, I'm sure in Ireland, in London, everywhere, you you have the kidnapping of Europa. You see this beautiful woman kidnapped by the bull, but nobody knows who Europa was. Now, why did they have this myth? Because what they were trying to tell us is that the origin of a lot of their knowledge was from this part of the world. So they kidnapped. And Europe is named Europe because they learned so much from that part of the world, which is ancient Phoenicia. To start with the alphabet, the Phoenician alphabet is the ancestor of the Italian Greek alphabet. So they took the alphabet and they made it into the Greek and then the Latin alphabet. The other thing is the color purple. That's another thing that the Phoenician had discovered, which was, you know, all royalty dressed in purple. It was from a shell on the shores of Lebanon. So I was having so much fun doing this book. You have no idea. I was discovering things and then I wrote it. We published it, my children, and it's dedicated to my children, of course. And that, that's what the beginning. I just realized I must become the bridge. And so all my books are like this. It's about things that people might not know or heard of And then I'd like to share it with people, you know, but children, why? Because if you're young and you broaden your horizon, when you're an older person, you become a way more diverse thinker if you start young.
0: Yes, that's beautiful. And even talking to you in the last few minutes, I've learned so much that I didn't know. I can't believe I
3: didn't know. (laughs) Your latest book is Amazing Women of the Middle East. I have wonderful examples. I could have given you 50, but we decided 25 is a good number. So we start with 25. And it starts with Shahrazad. Why Shahrazad? Shahrazad didn't really exist, but she is my archetype. And I adore this woman. Why? Because she saved her life by telling stories. She told stories for three years to a king who was very, very cruel, And by telling him stories, every night, every night, she softened his heart and she made him a good king. And eventually he married her. It's, again, the power of words rather than force, violence, whatever, confrontation. And then there were some amazing, amazing people like the Queen of Sheba, who's in the Bible, who's in the Quran, And then you've got Semiramis, who's from Iraq. Ancient Iraq was an amazing queen, Uh, Cleopatra. But it's not just about queens, I decided. So half the book is about ancient, and then we start with modern. And the modern, you've got people like Salwa Rauda Shukair. She's an artist. She, at the age of 94, got known.
1: Really? She worked.
3: Yeah, Yeah. that for me, oh my God, she is like up there for me. And then of course there's Dame Zaha Hadid, she's Iraqi. She came to England. She was already born in Iraq, brought up in Iraq, and the most amazing architect on the planet. And she is a woman and she designed this Olympic, you know, uh, for swimming, for the Olympics in 2012, but she died young just a couple of years ago. There is Nadine Labaki, whom I admire. She is a filmmaker and she did a film on refugees, which won standing ovation in Cannes, 15 minutes. They were clapping for this. And she used real refugee children as actors. They're amazing women. And then there is younger women like an ice skater in the middle of the desert. There's only one ice rink. And that's used for hockey. So she has to wake up at 4.30 in the morning to practice before the hockey people come and practice. And then when the hockey people return home, she practices late in the evening and goes to school in between. And she has become a fantastic ice skater and opened the ice skating world to younger girls. And she's from Abu Dhabi, which is in the Emirates. And uh, what else can I tell you? There's Amal Clooney, of course, married to George. This is because of her work on human rights. And I think uh, her work on human rights is extraordinary. And she's a war refugee. I mean, she came to England age two because of the war in Lebanon. And so that's why she's so into human rights. And she and George have an amazing foundation in which they help girls a lot, Uh, like giving computers to schools Mm -hmm. and all sorts of amazing foundation work. And then uh, Nadia Murad, who was, oh my God, she's, she's a child of war. She was uh, so badly treated by ISIS. And then she fled and she told her story and now she won the Nobel Prize. So what can I tell you, Neve? There are amazing women
1: around.
0: So let's hear from you guys as you'll have noticed over the last few episodes I am very interested in finding out what kind of books you would like to write if you sat down to write one tomorrow today I'm chatting to six-year-old Verity, who loves to read, and has even written and illustrated her very own comic series. Let's hear more about that from Verity.
2: The one I'm working on right now is Super Verity and the Attack of the Black Cat, and the next one coming out is Super Verity and the Attack of the Dog-Eating Trash Can. Well, I've already finished my first comic book, if you don't mind, I'll just quickly grab it. So, this is my first comic. It's Super Verity and the Attack of the Monster House. Like it was a great day. And then something roared, and the house turned into a monster. And the baby wanted its toys, and then someone flew. It said, I shall be Super Verity. And the baby says, Gaga. And this person tells Super Verity that the monster came to life and turned into a monster. And the baby says, Doee, <laughs> The Baby says, Do something. Then, when Super Verity defeated the monster house, it left a tiny little black cat that got bigger into size and then attacked Cat City in the next book that I'm still working on. In the first book, Super Verity isn't very common, and people have just discovered her. And in, in the next book, there are posters everywhere that are saying, there is a new superhero called Super Verity, saving the city. I got the idea from Captain Underpants books, because Jordan Harold are always making comic books, and I based the superhero on myself. In the third book, she looks different than the second and first. See, this is what she'll look like in the second book. This is what she looks like right now. And she'll look different than both of these in the third book. In the third book, she's super complicated to draw. I always do the drawings before the writing because that's clever, because then you'll know what to write and you won't forget. I love to read. And I have a whole stack of books I like right here. My first favorite book is my favorite book in the whole wide world. My Pokemon Encyclopedia! Yay! Because I love Pokemon. It's my favorite show. Second is the Big Night series. And my third is Area of Olympic kid books. When I grow up, I have already know I want to be a soccer player and astronaut. I don't know if I want to be a writer. Maybe I'll just go in the late games at soccer, and on my days off of blasting off to the moon and Mars and definitely not the sun. Uh, Maybe I'll write books.
0: Well that's a wrap on today's episode of We Love Books. A huge thanks to everybody who took part and to all the other everybody's who were working away behind the scenes to make it possible to chat to everybody via Zoom while we're all socially distancing. Next week, the magical Moira Fowley-Doyle is our featured author casting a spell over the show with her evocative writing. I'm Neve Bennett, this is We Love Books and until next time, happy reading!